And we're back again. It's uh, Gator Tales. And as always, I'm Mr. Weich. We have uh, we don't have Miss Prickett here. She decided to bail on us because she is not apparently as invested in this as I am. Um, and today, uh, or today, this episode, I have with me... Kelly Miller. All right, Ms. Miller, can you tell me, uh, well, of course you can tell me, but um, what do you teach? I am a language arts teacher, and I'm going to be teaching 7th grade and 8th grade language arts. Oof. Well, it's it's the COVID year, so we do have a little bit, uh, it's, it's going to be odd. Yes. Okay, so you're going to be teaching 7th and 8th grade, but let's pretend it was a regular year. What are you teaching? Seventh grade, seventh language, grade arts. language arts. Mm-hmm. So we've just gotten both our ELA from seventh grade done because mm-hmm. um, you just guys heard from Miss Bradley. So you have somebody good to work with. That's what I've heard. I'm excited. Uh-huh. So uh, let's start with our, our first questions. First couple of questions end up being more just uh, interview based questions. Mm-hmm. Our last ones are more personality based. So oh let, let, so let's the kids know a little bit about you and the parents know a little bit about you and they say. So when they hear me, they can say, oh, yes, he really is like that all the time. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I think it's a little of both. <laughs> um, you guys know where to send emails. So so tell me why you decided to become a teacher. And this uh, would also be like previous jobs. Did you go directly into teaching? You know, that kind of stuff. So as we a lot of time hear from people that want to be teachers, it literally like I was that my mother will tell you, I think I was in first grade kid running up to the car after school saying, mommy, 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 I want to be a teacher. Oh. So it has always been the goal. Went through high school, went after a scholarship program that was going to allow me to do it. Thankfully, was awarded the scholarship. Went through college with the goal of being a teacher. And right out of college at 22, got my first job being a teacher. Well, and where was that job? It was in, so I'm originally from North Carolina, western half of the state, and I went to Western North Carolina? Mm Mm-hmm. Where in? Valdez. Valdez? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I know where that is. If you're in between, so the (coughs) bigger of the city is Hickory in North Carolina. Okay, I do know where it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is home. And I actually went to, there's a small private college in Hickory called Lenore Ryan University. Oh, I know exactly. Yeah, I, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, actually, I know a girl who plays on their lacrosse team. Okay, currently. Yes. Currently. So I would probably not know. Probably, her. probably not know. Mm-hmm. Her. No. Um, it's uh, my daughter's swim. Co- s- well, swim instructor. You know, because she's she's three, so three and a half. So she's learning not a coach, but a, mm-hmm. an instructor. So she, we just lost her because she's. Had to go back to college. Going to lacrosse. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Um, I think they're good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, they have a good football team here recently. Mm-hmm. I know that, but that's about it. Yeah, she, I mean, very, 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 very fit. I mean, way more in shape than I am. So I was like, okay, I bet you guys are good. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they are. <laughs> Speaking of Lenore Ryan football, though, too, uh-huh. one of their players, one of, and this is a very small football league. I don't know the actual, like, which one League, it is? yeah, or whatever it is. Mm. But uh, one of their players just got drafted to the Patriots. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you always see those. There's always a small town, um, the small town colleges that will get like one or two out. And then mm-hmm. they actually like tend to do pretty well because what, which is surprising is you don't play against that. I mean, you play against you don't play against that kind of uh, quality, you know, mm-hmm. you say like a power five quality opponent. But all these kids are looking for is a chance. Yep. Right. Yeah. They might not have been highly um, recruited, but it doesn't mean that you can't be a phenomenal. NFL exactly. Player. Okay. So um, you decided to be a teacher. You've never been anything but a teacher. Mm-hmm. So what year is this for you? This is year nine. Year nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So have you been moving around? Uh, so tell me, tell me about your previous teaching locations. I guess. Okay. So, at Lenore Ryan, I got the opportunity to intern and then student teach at a middle school right down the road from the college. It was called Northview Middle School. Finished my student teaching there. Mm -hmm. They needed an ELA teacher for the fall, so I got my first job there. Worked four years. At the end of those four years, I moved because I got married, and apparently when you do that, you're supposed to live with your husband. (laughs) And 
It helps. Yes. So because of that, he at the time was living right outside of Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. So we moved to Somerville, which is, you know, 20, 25 minutes outside of Charleston. And I worked there for four years at a middle school called Alston Middle School in Somerville. And then my husband got a job up here at BMW. Okay. So okay. we moved again. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and then when did he get a job? He started in February. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't thinking. Uh, Greenville County, uh, we hired pretty much everybody at this school um, is from outside of the, the district. Okay. Yeah. Except for Gordon, Mr. Gordon, who was in eighth grade because we had a teacher uh, decide she had a baby and she decided to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. What is your uh, favorite part about being a teacher? I just really like hanging out with kids and interacting with kids. Mm-hmm. I think they're very interesting. I think this is an awesome age range sure. for kids because you get to see, like, a lot of those formative years where they're coming mm-hmm. up with their own ideas and they're creating their own personality. Becoming who they are going to be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so beyond getting to know the kids, because, I mean, obviously that's what we're into, right? Because mm-hmm. we are teachers and the important thing is to get to know your kids mm-hmm. more than anything indeed what's your end goal and what i mean like this um what what do you want your kids where do you want your kids to be by the time they get out of your class uh and also like i mean i also like to think of it as uh in the future like how am i how am i preparing them like what where do i want them to be for me it's more about Obviously, content is important. For sure. Because that's what we're here for. Yeah. But for me, it's really about hopefully teaching them to be able to make decisions that truly represent the people that they want to be. Oh, okay. I like that. Because it's, you know, again, these are such formative years, especially in the middle school, that I want for them to feel confident in who they are. Mm -hmm. And I want for them to be able to say, I'm doing this because it represents who I am. And so for me in class, if we're going to be talking about literature, or I've I've also taught social studies in the past as well. So if we're talking about history, we're talking about literature, whatever conversation we're having, I want for them to say at the end of that conversation, I think this, I can stick by this. Mm. And when people ask me what I think, I can say it with confidence. And I'm proud to say it as well. Awesome. Okay, so uh, how do you think your students would describe you? And this ends up being more of a, a both a good and a bad, and I, I don't like to use the word bad, but I do every single time, apparently. Um, like for me, just to give you an example, I, I go off on tangents. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of it. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy what I teach. Um, I feel like I'm knowledgeable about what I teach, so I do end up going off on, you know. As the best social studies yeah. teacher, too. <clears throat> but... Kids, I always know where I am at, so I'll always come back to it. But uh, so that that's something I would need to work on. That's something that if I had somebody sitting in my classroom mm-hmm. doing the the whole matrix of, you know, are, are you a good teacher, they would mark off on. Okay. So I, I definitely think I get a little bit of a reputation for being strict. Sorry, children out there. I just have. It's because you care. Well, and and I like to think of it that way. Uh And I think by the end of the year, I think that's the good thing that the kids take away from me. They know that I care. Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, it just feels maybe a little different because I set really high expectations and I want for them to get there. And that that's my goal. And it's not Mm. that I want them to get there because this is what I think and you need to do it. It's because I'm hopefully doing something in your best interest. Well, if you didn't care, you wouldn't do that. Mm, exactly. Right. So I think I get that reputation. Um, I definitely have had to come back to kids before and be like, look, I took that too hard. Mm. I got too emotional in the middle, middle of that. I overreacted to a situation. Let's talk about it. I definitely have had to ask forgiveness before from kids. I'm not a yeller, but. Well, that, I mean, that. Now, now that you say that, the whole mea culpa type, um, you know, I'm going to reevaluate what I what I said, what I did, is such an important thing. I feel like to for students to see because mm-hmm. it shows healthy emotional, social, social emotional growth 
on your on your part and your as a teacher that's what we do we model right yes we I model so. what what you should sound like you know how you should address it and i think i think that is something that's lacking in our society t- today to be able to go back and say yeah i was wrong okay mm-hmm. let me let me make sure that we don't we don't do this again yeah i think that's i think that's a, a very healthy and very cool thing that, that you do thanks so do you have any uh favorite okay wait before we get to this one sorry i realized uh something was unplugged oh no but we're, we're still good so um do you uh what what have you taught previously grade grade wise so fun fact this will be my first year not teaching sixth graders first year yes I have, even as a student teacher, I was in sixth grade. I've taught sixth grade language arts and social studies now for eight years. This will be my first year not in sixth grade. Well, <coughs> so well, social studies. Um, but sixth grade is, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like it's a coveted position at this school, too. I mean, because we were the ones there of the – of the teachers who started, because, you know, this is our first year for eighth grade, last year was our first grade, year for seventh grade, and the year before, so we're year three, there are six of us out of the eight who remain. Wow. Um, and, no, I'm sorry, seven, or five of us, because, that's right, Miss Cammer left, Miss Bradley was new last year, and then Mr. Barzron, who were new last year. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, I mean, I love sixth grade, too, personally. I do, too. But you got, I mean, you're, you're close. Yeah. And this school is very unique in, um, you know, being K through eight because you don't, these kids know each other mm-hmm. and they really know each other. And they, and you don't, you're going to have some kids coming in who would typically be going to Bryson or be going to Hillcrest or whatever, but you don't, you don't have like every other middle school where, you know, you have three elementary schools funneling in and they're all new and it's all, you know, Jockeying for dominance. Yes. Right. It, here, kids know the role mm-hmm. and know you know know who's who's who and, and, and all their friends and so it's it, it's very different. Your um, it, I think it'll be a wonderful, unique situation for you because it'll be it, it's just it's just different. I mean, it's a, it's a different place mm-hmm. than I've ever been to. Well, and a lot of people have told me that, so I think if I was ever going to break out of sixth grade, oh, absolutely, this is the place to do it. Absolutely, because it, it. I mean, and. You know, and I'll tell you, um, I've met, you are, you're the last seventh grade, no, Miss Willis, who, who I do know, but um, she's she's the last seventh grade teacher uh, for us to interview. And I can tell you, I mean, seventh grade this year looks really good. I mean, I, 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 I mean, you know, you never know, but this, the wonderful thing about this podcast is I've got to know you guys person, personally, at least for 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, and... It's. I, th- I think you're gonna. Ha- you're in for a really good year. I think students-wise, you guys are in for a great year as well. So, awesome. And I know these kids because you know I had them last year, and they're and you, you you have a good bunch of kids coming up. I mean, it's. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, but it's gonna be enjoyable. Awesome. Yeah, that's what we hope for. <clears throat> Every time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, since you've, the reason I asked about um, you know what you what you've been teaching since this one will be a little bit different for you. Um. Do you have a favorite topic to teach in your content area? And now, so we're going to, we're going to, do you have, I guess we'll say, do you have a f- topic in your content area this year that you are more, that you're looking forward to teaching more than others since it's new for mm-hmm. you? So I, I just got out of a meeting with Miss Lowry, who's the eighth grade language arts teacher as well. And I'll be working with her some. I haven't met her yet. And um, then Miss Hanning, is that oh, right? Oh, wait. So I've, I forgot you're teaching multiple grade levels. That yeah. is rough, especially if you haven't taught any of those grade levels. Yeah. Standard-wise, that's rough. Yes, it is Miss Hanning who, lean on her, phenomenal. She was one of our, she was yep. She was there. I've remained, she was there then, Miss Bradley, but yep. yeah, love. And she's doing Hanning. the virtual school. Yes. So we met on a Zoom call with her. Yeah. Talked about a couple things with her and kind mm. of started thinking about what's coming up in quarter one. Yes. And we talked a lot about narrative writing and hopefully having, because this group of kids has done apparently 
a memoir at one point. Yes. They've written short stories at one mm-hmm. point. So we kind of wanted to change it up a little bit and have them do kind of like a This I Believe essay in eighth grade. Oh, cool. And hopefully get them to do that in like a podcast form. Mm-hmm. So... We're pretty excited about that. That was, I just love narrative writing in general. Well, you can always, um, if you need a guest speaker, um, I am familiar with it's putting a podcast out now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all it's all kind of self-taught because we had to, I actually have a friend who does it professionally. Oh, awesome. um, and a lot of this equipment that I was like, was, you know, you know what? I, I got obviously the dumbed down versions of his equipment because I'm not going to put a thousand dollars into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's. It ended up being a uh, informative, and I mean, I'm not going to say it because it's because his podcast is definitely not school appropriate. Definitely not. Got it. You'll but have to tell me later. Yes, maybe. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So certainly will, and always. And for those of you listening out here, since we are talking about podcasts, uh, hit subscribe. Give me that five stars that I don't want. I need. True. There and well deserved. Y- yes, well deserved, especially with, with this episode now, because I know. When you go hear your own voice, you're going to say, oh, five star. Come on, let's go. Of right? course. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, you can't just five star the one episode. It has to be all of them. Right? Nuts. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, what should your students know about you to be more successful within your classroom? This also includes, I like to think of it as a pet peeve because we all have those things. Mm-hmm. This is classroom management because you did say um, kids might think that you're strict. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, with that kind of leading our way, what do they need to know? When they step into your classroom, what do I need to know to be a, I guess to not run afoul and to be, to be successful? So the first day that they're here for in-person learning, we're going to do the basic procedure bit. And I think this year, because... So weird. I know. I think because of COVID and everything, I'm going to have some pretty strict, not strict, I hate that word, but I'm going to have some things in place for us all to stay healthy. And we're going to talk about paths in the room and where to sit and why this year more than anything, it's so important that you raise your hand to get out of your seat. So I think for me, it's just, if I've said it, it's posted in the room. It's something that we repeat. I know you're going to forget things sometimes. Sure. I know you're going to have the instinct to get up and sharpen your pencil. That's why it's posted, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm not going to jump down your throat the first time. But, you know, if we're a month or so in and you've been here a couple times, you know, and we have talked multiple times about why it's important, then I would expect for it to be followed. And when it's not, that's where, you know, every teacher has their teacher voice. Oh, yes. And that's that's where mine comes out is when well, there's a... Do. Yeah. Just so I really like expectations, I think, is the takeaway from that. Just wait till you hear Miss Bradley's teacher voice. Oh, can't wait. No, there's none. I oh, just, there's it's a joke, yeah. I was about to say, like, she seems so right. quiet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she can get louder, but there's no, I mean, she doesn't, she, I can promise she won't mind to be telling, because she just kind of told the kids this, too. Yeah, there's no, there's no teacher voice. Okay, there. good to know. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear, um, though, you'll hear Modrax. Okay, okay. Well, actually, no, you won't. There is no difference. Oh, it's the same? Yeah, it's the same. So, okay. I mean, I'm sure you, you've heard her in the, the, the eighth grade meeting. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. there is no difference. So those of you that have this Bodrak, you've known her for for three years, so you guys understand. Of course. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I, I mean, I think you're going to I think you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Um, I hope you're going to be pleasantly surprised because uh, that was our goal last year, well, at least until we had to all go home, <laughs> to, to helpfully to make these, to make your rising seventh graders I guess better able to, you know, be middle schoolers because mm-hmm. there there is that difference. I mean, students and parents especially seem to have a hard time with you know that that sixth grade, seventh grade, or sorry, fifth grade, sixth grade cutoff. Okay, especially at this school because yeah. I mean because you're not at a new school. Mm-hmm. You're only a thousand feet away from where your fifth grade classroom was, so yep. it's like. But no, no. I mean, our kids are are great and. Uh, most of them you won't have to tell but once. Yep. Well, and I, to the children out there, I have heard <laughs> on multiple occasions from all your old teachers and from your administrators how awesome you are mm. and how well-behaved you are. So I'm super pumped to meet so you So act all. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I, I will tell you that now, I mean, you shouldn't keep statistics like this, but um, 
I have written less referrals in two years than I did in one quarter at my last school. I can't even imagine it. So it's it's crazy. And mm. there were only referrals I've written, and this is goes out to you parents as well, um, and students. It's Chromebook violations. Oh. And this is guys, we're in COVID. You are in you're in virtual learning that I might get to see you once a week. I mean, it's still virtual learning. Have your Chromebook with you. Have it charged. If it's broken, go talk to Miss Ricky. Mm-hmm. She'll fix you up. Because she has to. Because this is it. So it's all Chromebook violations. Okay. I, I think I might have had two disciplinary issues last year. It's wild. Be a whole new world. But like eight Chromebook violation referrals. And like, guys, I'm sorry. I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's just... That's one that shouldn't happen. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so we talked about what your students knows. Okay, we're going to go to uh, personality questions now. <sighs> all right, genres. So we're, we're going to talk about genres. And I know um, this is movies, TV. I mean, we, we all kind of have something that we tend to gravitate towards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I really like thriller type stuff. Or I like sci-fi. I like fantasy. I like, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Romance. I don't know. What is your go-to genre? And that's going to be our jumping off point to the rest of these questions. Oh, boy. Okay. So if I'm reading, hands down, it's historical fiction. Okay. Yeah. If I'm watching something, it's probably going to be superhero related or fantasy. Okay. So with that in mind, we're going to head into books. Okay. Um, so uh, <clears throat> there's, a, there's a lot of ways that we can take this. Since you're an ELA teacher, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the books. Okay. Give me one book that you feel like... Uh, Give me a young adult book that you say, if I had to recommend one book, one book, I don't care what your personality is. I mean, you obviously do care, but you. Do, uh, but it, personality does not matter right now because every, you know, we want to tailor, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you really like this, so let me give you this. No, this is your one book. Can it be one series? Yes, it can be one series. Okay. I, one story, how about that? Okay. I love The Ugly Series by Scott Westerfield, and I said historical fiction. I think when it comes to adolescent fiction, I'm going to go more the fantasy route. For sure. And I loved that entire series. Why? It's a really great coming-of-age story for the main character, and it's just a really interesting outlook because sometimes the fantasy thing can get overplayed. Like you've a little fantastical. Yes. Maybe? <laughs> um, you can kind of get the same plot line in a bunch of different ways. But his take on like a utopian society was super interesting because the plot line of the story is you have like Brave New World utopian type thing. Um, it, it It's just very it's very unlike anything I've ever read before. Cool. Um, the main character, basically when you come a certain age to be a participant in this society, you have to get this surgery that alters your, or your appearance. And Mm. it's just super, super duper interesting. Um, all right, plug it again. Uh, what's it called and who's it written by? Uglies, the series by Scott Westerfield. Okay. Uh, now we're going to go to you personally. So... This is a tough question, and everybody says, I mean, it is a tough question. Favorite book of all time? I mean, I, I have to go. It's kind of cliche. I love Jane Eyre. Okay. I do. I, Very English teacher answer. Yes. I read it, not every year, but it is in my rotation constantly. Wow. Okay. Yep. Um, so, do you have a guilty pleasure book? Something that, that you're like... Because you did say historical fiction. Well, okay. Yes. Well, so let's let's dive into historical fiction as a social studies teacher. Uh, obviously, I'm interested. Uh, give me give me one. Give me give me one that you really like. Like a guilty pleasure. Or oh just no 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 no! Your historical fic uh, a, a historical fiction book that you would recommend to me. Recommend me one. Oh gosh, and this is where I need my Kindle in front of me mm. to just scroll scroll scroll. I love, and I, I always butcher his name. I'm not even going to try and say it. Sure. But the gentleman that wrote The Kite Runner and A Thousand oh, Splendid Sons. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I, But I love that a lot of his books are placed in that Afghanistan, Iraq period when mm. Russia is in and and kind of influencing and you have the birth of like the Taliban and and those types Cold of War things. 1980s that kind yes. of stuff yeah 
though I love anything that he has done. So he would probably be my. That's right, kids. We, America, did pretty much start the Taliban. It's true. Yes. Um, Okay, so beyond that, have you ever done the, uh, like, Devil in the White City, that kind of stuff? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, so give me all the okay. So 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 I'll I might I, I don't since you're an adult I don't lend books to kids I give books to kids but I'll but I'll lend this to you um it's called Devil in the White City it is about um it's the nineteen or eighteen ninety eighty nine uh the Columbiana World Fair right that took place in Chicago it's the I mean, th- this is when, you know, Nikola Tesla and Westinghouse lit up Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a, so it's a seminal event in, in American history, this, I mean, to kind of, like, show the world that, you know, this is us, mm-hmm. right? And at the same time, so it takes two tacks. That, that's the first tact of getting it done. And the fact to get this thing built was just astronomically crazy. Like, I mean, it doesn't make, it, it's unreal because, like, they, they had everything wrong that could go wrong went wrong. Right. On top of that, there is a serial killer, Ooh. an actual H.H. H. Holmes, who had a murder house. And when I say house, I mean it's it's a big block of buildings. I have watched a special on him. Yes. Yeah. And so so it takes place at the same time. So 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 they so so the guy also does talks about you know it's it's, it's historically accurate. Also talks about H.H. H. Holmes. You know so so kind of gives a narrative version of that as long as the narrative version of them building because it's all. It's all a confluence that comes together. So interesting. So you yeah. get to know about about his life and like you know where he was in Chicago and you know all and how he kind of made his way up to own a, a, a whole building. Love it. Yeah. So I mean, Devil in the White City, phenomenal. Yes. Love it. Uh, okay. So we we hit books. Uh, we're gonna talk about movies and TV now. Okay. So tell me, we're gonna break this movie thing up. I like to think of it in two ways: favorite movie, best movie. Favorite movie is not always your best. It's not always the best movie. There are a lot of movies that I like that are objectively bad movies. Right? That I really like that are objectively bad movies. Yeah. Like, like the idea of a blockbuster is a fun movie. It's a good movie. But it's objectively not artistic and it's a bad movie. Okay. So well, we're going to start with your, your, your movie, your guilty pleasure movie. The one that like it's on TV boom, I'm going to watch. I'm sitting down to watch it. The one that you've seen a bunch of times and that will always either make you laugh, make you cry, or make you feel, period. The Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yes. <laughs> now, there are historical problems with that, right? Like, yes. Like, how can, you be, uh, a na- how can you be in the Navy in a landlocked country? Mm-hmm. But The Sound of Music. You, yes. so, so musicals are one of your things. Yes. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, I love it. It's, you know, I'm sad. I'm going to turn it on. I've had a great day. I'm going to turn it on. So are those, a f- so I guess that's kind of a few of your favorite things, right? Yes. There mm, we go. Just okay. a few. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Yes, right? Um, so <laughs> let's go with uh, greatest movie of all time. Oh, I'm for awful. You. I'm awful at this because I really. Something that, that when you watched, and, and, it, and it, not necessarily it made you feel, you can't maybe watch it time and time again, but one that you're like, oh, man. Like, like people should see this movie. People should see this movie. You might not even like the genre, but people should see this movie. Like, I, I think if you, you, you're like, I don't like war movies. I think you should, you should see Dunkirk. Oh, gosh. You know, like, because it, it's it's beautiful and brutal and like, and it really gives you a feeling of the time. It's like it's like listening to the song um, Danny Boy and you kind of get the feeling of, man, this is World War One, right? Like yeah. this, it's sad. You know, the pipes are blowing, right? That, that kind of that kind of feel. Do you have a movie like that? This is a terrible answer, and okay. it's because I just watched it. Recency bias? Yes. Okay. So, I, I, you know, when you said everybody should watch this, that yes. was kind of where I went. Go for it. That, the movie about Mr. Rogers, is it? Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Tom Hanks is. Yes. I mean, who doesn't love Tom Hanks? I mean, and he can do anything. He did that, and then he did, um, uh, he did when he played Walt Disney, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't hit the anti-Semite parts, but, you know, he he was, I mean, he's, Yeah. I, I love him. I love, I mean, he's an American treasure. Indeed. And I just thought <clears throat> the, the whole message, because I had also just listened to a podcast about Mr. Oh, really? Rogers. Yes. And just, it, you know, grew up with him, mm. loved it. 
And I just loved the message that they were trying to get across to well, kids and adults. And, you know, when, you know, I, I didn't do any research into the movie before I first saw it. And I was like, why am I hearing the story about this? I thought this was about Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is, but it's about the effect that he has yes. as a person, which is, yeah, I mean, it was done in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Um, TV. So we're going to break this up as, again. Uh, you're going to have a guilty pleasure TV. This is trash TV. You know, any, any, anything that you're like, I might not be proud that um, this, is, this is what I watch, but it's going to be on in my house. The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only Bachelor fan. I mean, you listen, listen to a couple of the episodes. There, there's a lot of trash TV out there. Okay. I'm more of a 90-day person, but, you know, I mean. Yeah. But The Bachelor, okay, why? It's, I don't I don't even know. I never, honestly, up until like two years ago, I didn't even watch it, didn't mm. care for it. I had a friend at the time that said, no, just sit down and watch this season with me. And I did, and now I'm hooked. And, it, and, and it's better. It's one of those things I feel like, I feel like a lot of people get hooked in college or something like that. And it's, and, and it's one of the, and reality TV works better in groups, mm-hmm. right? Like, because you can talk, you can laugh, you can be like, oh, I can't believe they did this. And then it gets in you. Then yes. it gets in your blood, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go watch it, even if I don't have that captive audience with me to watch it. Yes. With me. Well, and I have to know what happens. <laughs> I have to. I got it. I got it. Okay, so uh, we're still on TV. Uh, once again, you're, uh, we're, actually, we're, we're going to break this. We're going to cut this in half, too. Uh, your, your, your go-to show. Like, and I'm not talking about like your guilty pleasure. I'm talking about, like you said, like, man, this is, this is, uh, not not the greatest sh- TV show of all time, but the show that you're like, man, I'll, I'll, I've watched this. It, it's on Netflix. Let me watch the entire nine seasons or, or whatever again and again and again and again. The Office. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. That's not my answer. Okay. But, I ha- but I do watch The Office in its entirety at least once a year. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Love it. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, the end of the series was terrible. I still... I, I think that final episode is beautiful. It is. I mean, and, and, and I even liked, I don't like what they did to Andy, but but I but I still like what it did. I mean, mm-hmm. and I still think it was wonderful because, like, you get to see Jim and Dwight's relationship get better. I mean, I mean yeah. and, and becoming a true friendship. And they're like, oh, wait, we are friends. I think it's the perfect mix of comedy and heart. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great way to describe it. I mean, mm-hmm. and even when, you know... Um, Michael leaves and you're like, it's over, right? It's, I mean, how can you have it without Michael? Cause mm-hmm. it's just so cringeworthy. And you know, they, they did it. Yep. I mean, and they did bring in real stars like, you know, Will Ferrell and one of my favorites, um, Robert California. Yeah. That was good. David Spader is the creepiest one, most, one of the most wonderful actors. He is everything that you imagine that, um, Kevin Spacey is in real life. Oh, that is a great comparison. Because <laughs> they, they look similar to me. Mm-hmm. And and David Spader is not slimy as a person, but he, he can do it. Oh, yeah. man, it's phenomenal. Pulls that off well. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, um, oh, yeah, there, there was I had another one, which greatest TV show. Like the one that you're like, whoa. I mean, everything from the beginning to the end is just... You mean you might it might be a tough one to watch, so you can't see it every time, but this one that you just this is a um show that I'm gonna recommend. I'm gonna try to impress you. I'm gonna recommend it to you. You know what I mean? I loved the man in the high castle on Amazon. Wonder it, I mean, wonderful source material. I mean, you're right. It is it, it is there is a book, I'll tell you, that I belonged to like a sci-fi fantasy book club when I was in middle school mm-hmm. that my parents probably shouldn't have let me belong to because there was a lot more ad- adult novels because it was you know mm-hmm. it wasn't young adult because young adult would have been that big but I did read a book um I had a book and I still have it to this day called Hitler Victorious and it was like short stories of of authors representations of what the world would have been like and it's you know and Man in the High Castle reminds me of that and it's just mm-hmm. and it's you know creepy and relevant and you're like this could happen. I could have mm. seen this happen. I mean, this it's legitimate. That's a great answer. That's, that's the first time we had that one. So that's, that's really oh. wonderful. Yay. <laughs> um, okay. Choose a superpower. You said you, said you were into um, uh, superheroes. Yes. Choose a superpower. One superpower. I give you a pill. You take it. You got the superpower. 
I want to be able, I don't want to fly. I can't remember what the word is. I want to be able to, yes, thank you. You are the third teleporter. Yes. uh, And why? I love to travel. That's the, okay. So, so, so the third teleporter, the third person who gave that answer. I mean, it's, it's obviously it's, it's an answer for a real reason. I mean, it's, it's very cool. So, Mm -hmm. So tell me a little more about teleportation. Well, I just, so my husband and I, our goal right now is we're trying to visit all 50 states before we're 50. Okay. Yeah. And then after we get through all the states, then we'll do some international travel, which we were going strong. We were on state 17 Mm. and then COVID. So man, wouldn't have been nice to have that superpower in the middle of this. So we could Mm. have just said, hey, I want to be in Utah because we've not done that one yet. For me, it's North Dakota and Maine are the last two. Oh. Never, never been to North Dakota. We haven't done that one yet. We did do Maine. Mm. I liked Maine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my parents have a really good friend. So somebody that I, one of my mom's, my mom's best friend who I grew up with, right? She, uh, her new husband. And when I say, I mean, they, I guess they've been married for 10 years. I say new husband, but, you know, um, as an adult, new for me. Um, he has a house in Maine, so, like, there was a plan that we were going to do this summer, but obviously that didn't happen. It's true. Not traveling. Yep. Um, I went to Florida this summer and did go by plane. I drove because mm-hmm. my wife's parents are from there. Mm-hmm. And now it's a hot spot. Of so, course. But so are we. So <laughs> it's, you know, we're number five. They're number one. But. Oh. Uh, okay, so we got a superpower out of the way. I want to know, this is, this is will be... No, actually, we'll do the, okay. What person do you want to, uh, you got 30 minutes. Person live or dead, you get to talk to. Uh, do, language, there's no language barrier here. It can. It cannot be somebody that you know. It's no family, nothing like that. I, this is a, a, a real basic answer, but mm-hmm. it's still true. It would be Jesus. It okay. Would be. I just, uh, I'm fascinated for a lot of reasons but like just so many questions that you know to ask higher powers in sure. general you know you you know you're the first person to give a religious answer oh okay which which which, which surprises me i mean i mean it really does surprise mm-hmm. me um so you want to know you want to know from the higher power like but i mean but at the same time you know with teachings of jesus jesus being a teacher mm-hmm it's more of a we do the yeah, I bet he did more of a Socratic seminar type thing like yes. let's let's talk our way through it kind of the way that I think is one of the best ways to teach as yeah. well. So I would ask him a question and then he would respond back with a question yeah. and I would probably best, be frustrated because it's best practices, right? Yes. A lot of my best professors were like that mm-hmm. and I was like Dr. Wilder, who is a great guy, he's at Clemson and lots of published works on literacy. Mm-hmm. So really great guy. Mhm. Most frustrating uh, class I've ever been in. I'm sure. Because I'm like, just just tell me what I need to do for this project. Like, do I need to put this? Oh, I don't know. And I, I feel like it'd be the same way. Just, mm-hmm. But, you know, it makes you better as a person, right? Yes, I would hope. You're the first person to say, well, that the person you want to talk to, it's it would make you hopefully better as a person, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, and just, I, I think religion, regardless of what you believe in, mm. is just such a powerful thing for so many people. And if you would give me an entire room of them to talk to, you know, I'd, I'd have the whole gamut. Sure. We'd, we'd have Siddhartha Gautama mm-hmm. and, and, you know, all of them together in one room and sit and have some conversations. But Well, you know, it's, uh, it's funny you say that um, in, this, in the same way. I, I'm not going to... I won't tell my religious, I never tell the students, you know, what my religious beliefs are, anything like that. But, and if I had a, if I had a chance, I guess I always have a chance to go back to college again, another major I would have would be religion. Cause I find it, I find it fascinating. And I love teaching religion in yes. through, through social studies as well, because, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what you believe. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it doesn't even matter if you believe and you say, well, I don't believe anything, but you do. I mean, we all have beliefs, but it's having that ability to um, respect each other. And religion's about many things. It's about why are we here? You know, it's kind of answering the big questions. Mm -hmm. And then you got to obviously take things on faith, but it's about those big questions. And I think it's, it tells us a lot about what, you know, human nature, right? I mean, 
we were as human beings we are questers you know mm-hmm. we go out and we we want to know yeah we want to know the unknown so being you know people say that science is religion and and i say no neither religion or science they're all just the quest for the exact same answers mm-hmm. but it's we're going about it in a different way and mm-hmm. one of my favorite proverbs is there's a japanese one that says um there's many paths up the mountain but the view from the top is the same yeah right and mm-hmm. i think it's kind of I love to answer. Oh, thank you. And it, we also got to riff off too. So that's <laughs> so that's, that's something that social studies teachers do. And yes, I, I was about to say that whole study of religion in general and mm-hmm. social studies, just one of the most interesting things. Oh yeah, for sure. Theology in general. Oh yeah. Super intriguing. One of, my, one of my favorite classes in, um, in college was a, uh, Byzantine history. Cause I mean, you, you Ooh. could, yeah, it was a whole class on Byzantine history. Um, and you can't, you can't talk about Byzantine history without, I mean, it's interwoven with, Greek Orthodoxy mm-hmm. era, and the split of the church and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it, it was always so interesting. I mean, that I guess just religion throughout history has been interesting. So yeah, indeed. Okay. Um, so we did. Okay. Now this is the for your kids. This will be especially the boys. This will be one of the most important questions that I can ask you. We're going to talk about sports right now. <gasps> yes. Okay. So um, now. Don't talk to Miss Bradley about sports. She doesn't know. Okay. Okay. I'm just. I'm just saying. Your. Did you skip your English... this question? What no. No. I mean, no. Knowing her, we we went more in depth on some of the things that she's more. She likes the story behind things like you know uh, the Last Dance, that kind of stuff, which was phenomenal, obviously. But um, yes, it was. Okay. So uh, we're gonna start professional. Do you do you do any um, solo sports? Uh, tennis, golf, um, racing. Do do you follow any? No. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, baseball. No. Okay. NBA? I mean, I'll turn it on. I have no real allegiance. Okay. Um, NHL? Um, so I'm originally from North Carolina. Yes. So if the Hurricanes are on, okay. I'll watch. I'll pull for them. But again, I don't have a jersey. And it's and it's the Carolina hur- Hurricanes, right? Yes. So, so Okay. Now, this question, I know the answer to this already because, you know, I consider myself a detective or I just have eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, NFL. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Why is that? So my husband. Because you are from North Carolina. I know. Yes. So my husband's entire family is originally from Pittsburgh. Bunch of Yenzers? Yes, they are. Okay. And when I met my father-in-law, he said to me, do you watch football? At the time, I said No. And he said, well, you do now, and we're Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And I, this is a dumb thing. I've always wanted to be in a football family. I always (laughs) thought I would be a really good football wife. And uh, so I just jumped right on board with that and have loved every single minute of it. It's the best. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess you're glad of the maybe demise of the Patriots then and they oh, a, as an AFC but but watch watch them win the Super Bowl with Cam Newton I can't no oh, there's oh. no way oh yeah no there Bill Belichick's the greatest uh coach of all time I mean that's not a debatable thing I'm not a Patriots fan I, yeah but he is the greatest coach of all time I mean he just the, the, the fact that, that what he does every year it doesn't matter his personnel because his personnel is garbage every year and I and I and I'm even I'm putting Tom Brady in that because oh, but because spicy. I I don't think and and I think Tom Brady's gonna have an eight and eight year. Oh. But because, because everybody's crowning them every year. People crown the um crown Tampa Bay as as, as the next team, the up and coming team. Gronkowski's gonna be out week two with a back injury. <laughs> done. Brady's gonna realize and people are gonna realize that oh yeah we got Chris Godwin we got Mike Evans but Tom Brady can't throw past ten yards so. So what? Oh, oh, and we got LaShawn McCoy. Great. Everybody loves Shady. But he's like 35. Yeah. And broke down. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is obviously hope. Um, and and I, I, obviously I'm a hater. But um, I don't – he is – I've seen a lot of talented quarterbacks play. I'm, I'm a Panthers fan. I, I have okay. season tickets. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so – Go you. Well, not this year. I mean, I – I had him roll over to next year, mm-hmm. but I have season tickets, so I go to every home game. Obviously, not this year, <laughs> but um, so I've seen. I mean, I've seen almost every 
almost every like top tier quarterback play in person, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel Tom Brady didn't impress me. I saw him in 2013 too, what? so he did not impress me. Mm-hmm. Panthers won that game 2013. It was awesome Thursday night football. Um, so uh, that was a great game. Um, but I've seen you know I've seen Big Ben. I've seen you know Aaron Rodgers, who is the most impressive quarterback I've ever seen on the field. Oh, that's awesome. I've seen Pete Manning, you know, and mm-hmm. I still think he's – I think Tom Brady is a phenomenal quarterback. I also think he's a system quarterback. Okay. My my husband will love to hear you saying these things because yeah. he's the ultimate Tom Brady hater. You know, and, and, and people are like, oh, he's a, he is a robot. And people are like, oh, he's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. So all you parents out there that are Patriots fans or Brady fans – too bad. Um, <laughs> obviously, you're seventh graders and you've already had me, so whatever. Um, but I think he's a robot, and they're like, "Oh, he's such a good guy. He took team friendly deals." Yeah, because Giselle makes more money than he does mm-hmm. per year. Of course, I'm, I'm gonna take team friendly deals. Give me them rings. Yeah. I I think you can see. I and I just hope for Cam Newton to win it because the Panthers are gonna do it for him. And I love him as a person. People are like, oh, I don't like Cam Newton. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. I get it. I think he's a genuine person. He does a lot for, he does more for his community than almost any um, NFL player I've ever seen. I mean, he feeds, he feeds tens of thousands of children every single year for Thanksgiving, uh, gives back in, in, in ways that like, that the media doesn't care about because it's not him having a ridiculous haircut or, I mean, and you know what? See, I want, if I saw, if I tell, tell the kids, if I had, you know, kids in class, I say, look, I want you to be like Cam Newton, not be afraid to, to dress however you want. You don't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. Don't care what other people think. And you'd be like, oh, he's an ugly, he's an ugly loser. Well, the best Vince Lombardi quote of all time, show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I go off. I know. I know. No. Now, um, we're not done with sports. Okay. College is what the kids care about. Well, and as a North Carolinian, it's just not. It, yeah, I know. It's it's, it's going to be the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Okay. Tar Heels. Okay. Yep. My that like I said, growing up, we were not a football family. Yes. But we were a Carolina basketball family. I think you. you, you I mean, well, kids that don't know, if you live in North Carolina, you are either a Duke or you're a North Carolina basketball family, because football just isn't your jam. No, not at all. I mean, you're better now, and I think you're. I think you're trending in that way. Give it f- f- seven years, and I bet you'll. You're not going to be Clemson, but you're going to be. You're going to be the upper tier of the ACC. Mm-hmm. I really do think so. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal coach, but so yeah, no. So you're a basketball. So you are big um, NCAA, Sweet Sixteen, March Madness. Not as much as I was because my. So my husband graduated from the other university in North Carolina, which is NC State. Uh-huh. And uh, so that, if we clash over anything. So Wolfpack, right? Oh, for for note for the audio here, uh, your teacher is doing the little wolf thing, which mm-hmm. makes no sense to me at all. You know, again, I feel like it was stolen from in the nineties. There was a there was there there was a uh, in like WWF. There's wrestling called the Wolfpack, and they all they all oh. did this. I do remember that, and so the first time I saw it, I was like, I wonder how long they've had that. I wonder if they stole it from the Wolfpack in wrestling. Well, I, let's hope that they did, so yeah. that's one more thing to rub in the face of NC State <laughs> people. But, uh, yeah, so we, we clash over that. Sure. But uh, I forgot exactly where I was going with this whole bit here. But all this to say, basketball in college. Mm. But okay. Steelers in football and everything else. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, do they have like really? Do they have Yinzer accents? Your your family? Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> oh yes, my my husband's uh, grandpa. I mean, it, it. Sometimes it's so thick. I'm like, I I can't understand what you're saying. So you're gonna have. Uh, you might have a student. I I don't know your role, but you might have a student. Um, or her first name is Mia. Um, last name starts with a T. Okay. Because this is people can see from wherever. So I'm not going to really go any farther than that. Mm-hmm. Big Steelers fan. Oh my Big gosh. Big Steelers fan and a family of Steelers fans. So um, so hopefully you get her. She's she's wonderful. Um, Mia, if I don't teach you, come find me anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, she'll she'll come and see me because uh, 
because we're, we're, we're friends. I, uh, I had her, and then she was also my student aide last year. Awesome. And on, because uh, I'm the, the girls' soccer coach, so on our soccer team, too. So okay. I'll send her your way. Thank you. So you guys can talk. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so last set of questions about music. Oh, boy. Favorite band? All time, you Desert Island. You got You got to choose a band. You have their uh, their what do you call it? discography, and you get to choose. You can list it for all time. Come on, pops in your head. Favorite band? No, it's so embarrassing. Oh, okay. Oh, it's embarrassment. Okay, yes. bring it. I love Megan Trainer. I do. I love Taylor Swift. I would choose I would, one. Ooh, I'd probably go with Taylor Swift, just because that I, new album's fire. Well, I like the new <laughs> album. I just love that she has a good variety. If I'm going to be on a desert island. You want variety? Yes. I can go all the way back to the early years when she was in her country mode. I can get a little pop. And whining about kids. Uh, Whining about boys, right? Yes. Yeah. Get a little pop. Now I can get a little indie. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll go with her. Favorite song of all time? Doesn't have to be Taylor Swift. It can be anybody. Um, Transformational music. I, I can think of it, and it's in my head, but I'm not mm. going to sing it into this microphone. So I, I also really enjoy classic rock, so I'm going to go with, like, some REO Speedwagon. What okay. is the um, – I can't remember the name of the song. Like I said, I'm not going to sing it into this microphone, but it's in my head right now, and it's by them. But that's all okay. I got for you. Karaoke song. Everybody everybody has to have that, that – that like it's queued up for you right now in your head um, that you feel com- maybe not comfortable, but you f- most comfortable with. Megan Trainer, uh, what's the husband song? Dear Future Husband, that's what it's called. Okay, that would be my karaoke song. Last question. Okay. Let me set you, let me set this up for you. So you don't know yet because you haven't you haven't experienced it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids hang out in the morning. Uh, in the pod now they have the little dots so that's where they're, they're going to sit but typically let's pretend it's not like that you're in sixth grade because this is what you want to be because you you were always a sixth grade teacher i got you mm-hmm. so you're late maybe maybe late to school maybe you're at uh maybe a duty right okay. well, we're going to say duty because you're never late to school uh, <laughs> so so uh it is 7 45 that bell is rang i'm waiting on you you're the last one because i can't dismiss the kids to their homerooms i can't because i'm not gonna put a kid in, kids in your room without mm-hmm. you there right Okay. Even if I can see into those windows. So you're the last one. I haven't dismissed any of the kids yet. You text me, say, all right, I'm on the way. So guess what? As you walk in, I'm going to hit play on a boombox. What music is playing you in? What music is playing me into playing, the room? No, playing you into the, every kid, they say, oh, here she is. Oh, so this is like my theme song. Like your theme song. Your entrance music. I'm going to go with the Rocky theme song. The da, you're, da, 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 you're the third one for the Rocky. Oh, and man. not only that, but uh, uh, Miss Bradley chose mm-hmm. it. Oh. Miss Prickett, who did, who also did the teleportation, chose it. Okay. All so right. you, you have some like-minded teachers. Good to know. All right, that was my last question. Uh, the one thing I have left is, do you have anything to say to students, uh, teachers, anything extra that you want to add? Just that I know the year's going to be crazy. Mm. And I try and tell everybody this, I'm going to work real hard for y'all in one way, shape, or another. And if I don't, then we can have a conversation about it. Awesome. Okay, so uh, it's wonderful getting to know you. Uh, we end this by saying, because it's Gator Tales, so we end this by saying, later Gators. So on three, we'll say, one, two, three, later, later Gators. Gators.